What's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. It's Wednesday. It's noon. It's time for our monthly live carrier advice with Brian Riker. Uh, we're going to talk about, we've got news items. If you've got an FMCSA question, DOT, uh, IRP, IFTA, weight rating, truck, trailer, equipment, um, MC authority, that's what this show is for. But if we don't have any questions coming in, we've got some news items. Because I want to get Brian's perspective on some things that we've been seeing on Tuesday Night's Live Industry News as well as Dispatching Live. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Let's check in with Brian. Brian, can you see me and hear me okay? I can, Jay. Thank you very much. All right, cool. Um, let's just jump right in. We had, although I will say this, that show, Risk with Tom Klein from a month ago, that was a great show. Um, it's, the people have been watching it, and I think we saw something there where there may be, you know, we'll keep looking for good, you know, potential guests to have on. And I wanted to, I did want to ask you, what, so are you still, do you have that, you mentioned a podcast or a show or something is is that progressing do you have any update on that um i don't remember exactly what i mentioned um, right. <laughs> i i know that i need to get back to filming or filming recording right. episodes for my podcast time but, uh, flies okay so yes. okay so you're still all right so you'll keep us posted on i know how you know i hate to i mean this is the problem with media is that you start it's like any other project right whether it's an engine rebuild or any you know building a tree house for the kids whatever it is you start on something and then time gets away from you right and it's it's interesting how yes. life does that so um you can imagine i mean i you know i i don't know how many shows i'm in now and i'm like you know we're gonna do another one heck yeah we're doing another one this is ati Right. Um, yeah. We had a show last night. We were talking about NIADA. I know you're into trade shows. I wanted to ask you, what trade show are you headed to next? Uh, my next trade show will be uh, American Towmen's Tow Expo in Fort Worth, Texas. It's a towing industry uh, mm -hmm. focused trade show. Um, I'm sad that I had uh, overlap and did not get down to AHA this year. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm hoping next year to make it down there. And uh, But yeah, my next one is a tow industry trade show. And then later in the year, I'll have another auto recycler focused one. And I'm hoping in September to get out to the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, uh, CVSA, the folks that train and certify motor carrier officers, they have a annual convention. It's not quite a trade show. You have to be a member, which I am, to uh, attend. But I'm hoping to get out there. It's a week of committee meetings and meeting with the regulators and the law enforcement agency heads and the people to make things happen. And, and I'm really looking forward to that one. And right now it looks like my schedule is going to allow it to happen. Well, let me, so here, so there's an idea. If you run into somebody that you want to bring in as a guest on a live carrier advice, let me know. Mm -hmm. There might be, especially the CVSA one, because we've talked about officers and law enforcement or DOT, you know, somebody like that. So um, yes. keep that in mind. 
Um, we had a, and then two weeks ago we had a show, Cybersecurity Logistics, perfect example. We had met a cybersecurity expert at Digital Dealer, and it turned into a whole Tuesday night company show. It was nice. Yeah, in fact, this guy, uh, the CEO of the company, is an author. He wrote Cyberstorm. He was on the show. And they gave us a lot to think about. You know, when you start to think about internet network security and you, you go down the rabbit hole, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. Know? And it's important because we may not think about it, but even as a one truck carrier, you have a lot of personally identifiable information that belongs to your clients that you may be storing in an app on your phone, uh, in the cloud, etc. And you may be responsible when that data gets released accidentally, whether it was a deliberate hacking attempt or your security just was awful and you loaned everybody your password to your uh, <laughs> to your apps and so yeah cybersecurity is important for us and i'll just go to camera one here i realize see when we say these things brian i know we're losing most of the potential audience because this is far beyond what we want to think about in our day-to-day -day <laughs> making money operations but the problem is if you end up in a situation that whatever that day-to-day -day money was ain't going to matter because you now have a problem. <laughs> it's all gone. Yeah, it's gone. So I, I don't, you know, I, we'll just touch it with a light brush and keep moving. But, like, for example, FTC, FTC <laughs> safeguards rule, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that there are. Can you speak on this? I'm not 100% right? sure what, what that one is either. And it has I, to do with I'm believing it's and PII yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm what I'm believing it is cuz I did take some training in this for worldwide the dealership that I do the car haulers and tow trucks for. Um, <clears throat> and so I could see exposure for transporters that are moving vehicles. That's the problem. See, uh, yeah. we were responsible for that personal information that's in the vehicle while it's in our care custody Which, and control. Again, seems crazy, but I guess this is why, again, I can't help stress this enough. As a dispatcher, I knew we shouldn't take that cheap Copart car. And now I can tell you legally why. Because yes. if it's a repo, there could be crap inside the car that the, day, the risk of that crap way outweighs whatever we're getting paid. Yes, if you're a party to the... Uh, chain of custody on that vehicle you may have a responsibility so it gets broken okay. into and, Sorry, and it gets stolen off of uh step on your toes you... there yeah 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 exactly right and, but... and nobody wants to think about this because this isn't the sexy part of running a business oh no, gosh no this is the important part of remembering that you are running a business you didn't just create yourself a job if you're an excellent auto hauler and an excellent truck driver and that's all you want to do then work for somebody else and let somebody else worry about these hassles because these are the things that keep people like me awake at night worrying about what is going on out there and who's looking to separate me from my hard-earned money next. Which is another reason why I do. I talk about I don't. I don't think every, every aspiring owner-operator should be owning and running their own business. I know that's not popular on Facebook, and I know, it, you know it's not going to be. Anyways, all right, let's keep going. Um, hey, did you see this? Uh, there was a video. I should have captured it. Labor Secretary Julie Sue 
is in the hot seat over AB5. I don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> there was a video where uh, whoever was running the panel and the question at the time was said to her, uh, Secretary Sue, do you think AB5 is a good bill? And she would not answer. Yeah, she dodged that with everything. He oh even gosh. asked her very clearly, I just need a yes just a or, yes no, or no. Is answer. this a good bill? And she would not answer. And it's amazing. I'm surprised she wouldn't answer. If she's gone this far, just say yes. Who cares? Well, she, she's not going to answer because she knows that she has to distance herself from AB5 if she wants to get her nomination confirmed in this current environment that the Senate is in right now. So uh, she is of the minority party. And so they're, unless they really have a good reason to like her, they're not going to, they're not going to approve her nomination, uh, especially since AB five and the assault on gig workers and independent contractors is, uh, um, a hot topic issue for the Republicans in Congress. They are not going to go down easily on allowing the labor secretary, the one agency that would have control over the assault on uh, independent workers, independent contractors. They're not going to let somebody from California that believes AB5 and making everybody an employee is a good idea. Because although we just said that Maybe not everyone should own their own truck. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do your own thing. It just means that might not be the business for you. Uh, but in any case, this is a country where you should have the freedom to choose that that is good for you and not have the government tell you, no, for your own good, you have to go be a worker somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I AB5 borders on communism, so there I said it. Let's keep going. Um, Which... <laughs> Shouldn't be a problem. But speaking of uh, this bridge, so the bridge hit the news. It seems like most people know about it. What are we talking about? I mean, what are the real ramifications of this thing? Uh, major traffic delays in and around central Philadelphia. I-95 is a major north-south route. That bridge, according to PennDOT, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, sees approximately 160,000 vehicles a day cross it. So uh, detouring 160,000 vehicles onto already over-congested roads in Philly is going to mean a traffic nightmare, extra miles, extra cost for you to get around that area. And we're looking at potentially months to repair the damage. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I just was listening to the latest report on that before we went on the air here. And apparently the tanker truck hauling gasoline lost control and overturned coming off of i-95 and crossing back under that's what led to the crash and the ensuing fire no injuries or loss of life except for the tanker truck driver he perished in the crash um so we can dispel the misericism and deal and all that which i've already heard uh what happened is it, it does in fact burn hot enough to 
damage to concrete and then the concrete crumbled and failed and was unable to support the bridge where it met the abutment and if you look that's where the bridge failed is right where it met the abutment on the concrete and but what it means in long term is an awful lot of money on an emergency repair project uh, and months of delays during peak travel season well they repair a bridge um Let's talk. I'm sorry the driver perished, and I'm sorry this accident happened, of course. But I do want to ask the question: Do you think the driver is there? Is it possible that did he just make a mistake? I mean, what what are we talking about here? It, it's too or it's too early to know for sure. Okay. But from what I'm understanding, they've seen uh, that they've recovered some traffic cam video because they still have yet to be able to identify. The owner of the truck the motor carrier's truck or the driver um and nobody has stepped up to say hey i'm missing a truck and a driver and uh, six thousand gallons of gasoline which is a little concerning uh i think it might be a fly-by-night company that is looking to hope they don't identify the vehicle so they don't have to pay for the damage but uh <laughs> um mm. apparently they found some that traffic cam footage of the truck uh coming off the exit ramp too fast and rolling over and it's possible the driver had a medical it's possible the driver he fell didn't asleep. Know the area? yeah know. see he made a mistake uh that's why you need a special endorsement to drive tanker vehicles because they are uh, subject to rollover events uh, more so than a regular tractor trailer and maybe he wasn't fully loaded and uh, that creates slosh which can change your center of gravity and Ooh, cause you to roll very uh, interesting. there's way too much this is all speculation wow, right now yeah. all that we know for sure is it was a tanker truck transporting what appeared to be gasoline and uh, what appears to be the operator of the vehicle perished okay all right we'll keep going that's really interesting stuff all right there is a lot um there is it is ramping up i i'm i'm pretty sure the company thinks that i've got a vendetta um but i i feel like that I don't even know how to unpack it. Let's go with this. Zeb Frank is a professional auto transporter who is speaking up on LinkedIn about the crap happening on this load board. And it's not... I think a lot of people know this. In fact, I think a lot of companies rely on it to do whatever they want. And we're reaching a point where the, the voices are getting louder... Uh, about the crap happening on this load board. And what what's wondering, like here, here's a guy. He called the company, just random, another random auto transporter called them. And they said, well, we can't do anything about it. And what we're talking about is vetting brokers and carriers on the load board. Um, and there's now a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of communication online about this. Whether mm -hmm. they need to be held accountable, does the FMCSA need to get involved? Which I said, you know, I learned from you that FMCSA is a safety, right? They're focused on safety. This isn't a safety yeah. issue. This is a business and, issue. Well, right? we, it, it's uh, not. It, yes and no. Um, FMCSA is, their mission is safety. Now, that said, FMCSA has reassured the public that, or reaffirmed to the public that, they believe regulating brokers is a safety function mm. because when the brokers are mistreating the motor carriers, the motor carriers don't have the funds to operate a safe company. Hence, the forthcoming updated guidance and rules on 
brokers, dispatchers, double brokering, etc., and right. why the FMCSA feels they should continue to impose requirements and enforce those requirements. So um, that said, the load board itself is not a regulated entity because the load board merely connects the broker with the uh, motor carrier. So there is no licensing requirement for a load board. The load board right. in, in and of itself is not acting as a broker. So there is no legal standing to hold this or any other load board accountable. You as the uh, consumer, and you're consuming the services of this load board, you as the consumer have the duty to verify the legitimacy of the broker tendering the load for shipment, or if you're a broker, verifying the legitimacy of the carrier hauling it. Look at what Miss Cassandra has just created with Carrier We're going to get to that. Exactly. Yeah, Carrier And sure. yeah. we don't have a version of that for the carrier to vet the broker. But again, that's a business proposition, not a legal one. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, unfortunately, even when we can prove wrongdoing there is very little enforcement towards broker wrongdoing uh because they simply do not have the resources fmcsa is an agency that's only a couple hundred people strong with very few of them actually in the enforcement division and fmcsa um the FBI, who used to investigate both theft, which some of this uh, Stay with us, folks. And Brian is uh, this is just a tough connection where he's at, but um, uh, I'll fill in the gaps because I know you'll, you'll, your connection will come back. Is that so? And here's what's interesting: is it's not just brokers. Apparently, like this guy says right here, fake. And I'm telling you. Camera one, I'm getting so much mail now about this, and I want that, because ATI will be a channel that you can share what you think you see and what you think is part of the problem. Um, which, you know, there I think, here's what's interesting, and this is what makes it so messy, is that most media organizations are so advertising-driven that they can't say these things. Now, we are advertising-driven, but not to the hilt and the staff and the overhead as other media organizations. And I'm sure that this causes, you know, some consternation. But we, we do... I know people believe in truth. That's why Trump created Truth Social. It's why people look to Twitter to get out information and news. And ATI is here to help you get out the information and news, even if it looks like opinion or whatever it is. Because here, he says it right here. Fake carriers are going on. And I'm, I'm not even saying the company name anymore because I don't know where we're at. But I do know that this is not, these are not my words. These are your words. This is what I'm sharing on behalf of you on TV. Here he says, <laughs> fake carriers are going on there. They're getting loads picked. 
They're, they get loads, pick up cars from auction, and never deliver. These are fake carriers. Yes. Right? Um, can you hear me now, yeah, Jay? I, I, yeah, I hear you now, yeah. Yes. So that is what I was ranting about before I lost my signal. All right, cool. um, Maybe may, may the FBI listening in to me didn't right. like saying that they weren't going to do their job. Shut down, yeah. Um, so, so that is cargo theft and that is on the rise not just in auto transport but in all modes of and, trucking and it is right and this, i'm glad you said it because now we're getting into crimeville and isn't that yes. where the fmcsa is going to pay attention no no they do not have the authority to wow. do anything about this wow so, so uh, what actually, it'll just keep going crazy no it's funny you mention this because there just was a meeting in washington dc about this exact topic not focused on auto but on cargo theft in general by these conversions where someone uh pretends to be the carrier that uh, they take the load then they fake double broker it to somebody who actually hauls the load or they just steal the cars altogether um <laughs> tsa is involved but they don't have the authority to enforce it fbi is the agency with authority to enforce it but they flat out said we don't have the manpower to enforce it so we're not going to so Congress has stepped in and is oh, trying to come up with a solution force, for it. Right? Yes. They need a task force. <laughs> so this is going to be a multi-year problem before we see any change. And oh, wow. the reason it is is the Internet has made it so easy to uh, steal the uh, oh, computer. And most of these people that are perpetrating this aren't even American citizens. They're in foreign countries. And – they're creating a trucking company or a brokerage knowing full well they don't intend to pay anybody that actually hauls the freight. They pocket hundreds of thousands of dollars and close up and open up again. They're already starting the next one while this one is uh, being run into the ground and their right. bond is being uh, exhausted. And believe me, National Insurance Crime Bureau is interested in this as well because their bonding agencies are paying out $75,000 on a bond that they sold for Two or three thousand dollars. So if I, if you're a freight broker, I would expect the cost of your bonds to start skyrocketing because of this shady practices. So let me ask. Okay, so <laughs> what can? Let's go back to you know everybody's pointing their finger at this company. What can this? What can or should this company do? Or are they fine? I mean, I don't know. Well, can, should, and are obligated to are different things. Exactly. Um, I mean. I would think they would they would say legally we, we're fine, right? Yes. Le legally, they have no obligation to vet the people that are posting on their board. They have a disclaimer when you sign up that they do not vet the accuracy of the information that is posted. Right. Use their service okay. at your own risk. Okay. It's no different than when we used to hang information in the truck stop on the bulletin board about what right. were available. There right. was no way to confirm. That was accurate. Now, that said, they are a software company. Any one of these load boards, these digital load boards, are software companies. They should be able to, using the powerful artificial intelligence we have available to us today, do exactly what Carrier Sure does on the broker side to make sure the carrier is legitimate. Eh, make sure it's legitimate. Um, she oh, is so much correspondence. Uh, Email address. Email address at. Oh, here, I'm going to read this one. Here's what to look out um, for. This, 
This was on, uh, somebody posted, I'm going to read this one. Somebody posted this, I don't know which Facebook group. Here's what to look out for. It's just like you were saying. Um, the red flags of, okay, when I started doing, okay, when I started doing, I don't, when I, what I started doing when I don't trust a company, call the customer on delivery and confirm with them how much they're paying for the vehicle to get transported. I wanted to get your take. What if a driver calls the customer? to verify what they're paying and they're going through a broker, this broker's gonna, aren't there some brokers that'll be like, you can't do that. Yes, most brokers put it in their broker carrier agreement that you are not allowed to make direct contact with the customer related to rates or anything like that. And until FMCSA settles broker transparency once and for all and says, yes, you have a right to see these documents uh, in an electronic format, legally we're only allowed to see that contract if we go to the broker's headquarters we don't they don't have to make it available to us in email or anything so here's carrier assure so what is brian what's carrier assure carrier assure is a project of a transportation lawyer who used to work for several of the large big box trucking companies and carrier assure uses proprietary algorithms that her team has created along with publicly available information from FMCSA and her experience as a transportation attorney in cargo fraud claims and losses to rate a motor carrier A through F and then they make a recommendation based on the value of the load you're trying to transport and other uh, variables on whether that particular carrier you want to use is a fit for that particular load and what the uh, level of risk is you're assuming if you use them. It is not an exact science, but it's de it goes deeper than someone just looking at a carrier's uh, FMCSA or to see that, yeah, they've had a couple inspections and they exist and they might really have it. Uh, uh, she pays for subscriptions to other public databases to make sure that the business that claim are who they claim that they are. Um, whether it works or not, that I cannot attest to. I don't know uh, Miss Gaines personally. I don't know the product uh, firsthand, but this is what I've seen advertised that it does, and maybe a similar program for the carrier to vet the broker would be uh, called for here. Well, I got an idea here. I think, and I think we're we're going to wrap up the show here in a minute. Is do you what do you think the chances are of getting a hold of her and bringing her on as a guest? I would love to do an interview. I'd love to do a three-way interview with you and Cassandra Gaines and myself on this topic uh, and whether we do it on just your platform or her platform or we simultaneously broadcast the interview on both the platforms to get the biggest audience. I would love to do something like that and get her take on why there isn't an equally powerful platform that vets brokers. Because now keep in mind, her clients currently are brokerages. She used to represent trucking companies, but now she represents mostly brokerages and the larger trucking companies that are being cloned for loads that are being stolen. Um, but I do think that this issue needs attention from both sides of the coin to solve the issue. And I wonder uh, what uh, Miss Gaines would think about that. So, um, Let's do this. I, I'm going to message her through LinkedIn. 
Um, my, I, I think my proposal is this. Let's keep it simple. She doesn't know us, you know. Let's start with, let's see if we can get her as a guest on this show, next show. Um, and that would be, by the way, let's look at our calendar. Next show would be July. And, uh, I can either do, well, July 5th is the day after. Let's do July, can we do July 12th? Um, I'll tell you in a second here. Uh, no, 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 month, June, July. I will be in Texas, uh, but I should be available on the 12th to do a live show where I'm sitting down and in an appropriate environment for that type of interview. Okay, good. July 12th. That's what we're going to shoot for. <laughs> And could we do the 19th as a backup? Uh, now you asked me after I just backed out of my calendar. <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, no, no, the 19th I will be occupied uh, doing hands-on driver training uh, all that week. 19th isn't good for me either. Okay, good. So July 12th, I'm going to reach out to Cassandra, and we're going to ask her if she can give us 30 minutes of her time on a noon on Wednesday, July 12th, to talk about Carrier Sure, what it is, why it exists, and uh, it's basically promotional. Because yes, and you, you're right. I mean, yeah, she should want to do it, but she doesn't know us, and you know that's fine. But that's what we're going to try to do. Right, and she, she's passionate about double brokering, so uh, yeah. I'm sure that she uh, will have some very insightful points on this. I'll message her, I'll let you know what happens, and then we'll see what we can do. I mean, here's the thing is that, and this is, this is a great way to wrap up this show, is that this issue, I feel like I already said it, but I'm going to say it again, is that pretty much a lot of Thursdays, we're now talking, it went from unhappiness to, yo, this is like, I mean, this is where people are doing crime. Like, yes. they're not doing crime there, but they're using this place to move into and, and committing a crime. It's, it's not just that particular load board. Correct. Either. It's not For just some, that some reason, people have focused on well, that one. There's a and reason probably why. Be, well, yes. That's the really um, big mall. I mean, if you were looking at malls, that's the biggest mall. Well, yeah, for, for our segment of the industry, that's the largest one. But I will tell yeah. you that in the truckload freight segment, right. DAT uh, load boards stuff? like DAT. Yeah, uh, do they have it too? May, they they may they make CD look like nothing and oh. oh they have it they they have entire departments uh, with staff okay. uh, dedicated to preventing this okay. from happening. And but you just through. see but did you see what you just said there? They have staff dedicated to preventing this problem. Yes, and I don't think our mall has that. No, it probably doesn't. But think about the ownership of this particular one you're talking about. Their interest has never been in protecting the carrier. Their interest is in protecting the shipper. So wow. I think we need to get the dealerships that ship cars on this platform to say, hey, we're tired of our load getting stolen or we're tired of paying twice for the load. Because remember, as the motor carrier that transported it, your name is on the bill of lading. And if your name is not on the bill of lading, 
then you do not transport the load. But if your name is on the bill of lading, which would be in our industry mostly the gate passes as the carrier it's released to, but if your name is on there or you have the rate confirmation in your name and you can prove that the party that was supposed to pay you didn't pay you, the shipper is legally liable. Now, it costs a lot to fight this and make it happen, but the shipper is legally liable to pay even if they paid the party that defrauded you. They are liable to pay under federal law the motor carrier that actually transported the load now because our loads are normally broken up and you get a different rate con for every vehicle in the load most people aren't going to spend two thousand dollars on a lawyer to collect a five hundred dollar car and they just let it go and that's why they really prey on our industry because they know that there's a lot of folks that aren't going to spend the money or don't have the money to spend but remember the person who's owned that car that shipped that car is responsible for paying your charges as agreed, uh, regardless of what party you made the agreement with. Do, do you think that DAT and Truck Stop communicate with Cassandra on this issue? or I would guarantee it. Uh, okay, uh, but that's not happening here, is it? No, because Our hey, mall this is won't a small... talk to us. Yeah. Well, this is a small segment of the industry of the trucking industry in general, so most people aren't concerned about it. And a small amount of the automobiles that are transported in the country are transported through this particular load board or similar ones. Because remember, there's an awful lot of auto transport that happens. More than what happens on the load boards happen off the load board with direct to customer oh. time. So. Well. And this, this is, is a why. very small part of the industry. That's why most people don't care about it. I'm not saying that's right, but that's why they don't care about it. All right, this is really good. I'm going to leave it right here while the bacon is sizzling on the grill. Um, let's try to get this going. I'll start. I'll start it. Um, it starts with me. I'll keep you posted. I would love to have an answer uh, soon. And, yes. um, and, and if, if she can't do that one, maybe <laughs> another one, or she can point us in the right direction. But I think of all the issues between AB5 and uh, drug testing and break week, I mean, this is the big one that... For Right for for the independent transporter that relies on spot market work, meaning that's a fancy way of saying load boards, if you rely on the load board for your work, this is absolutely critical to your survival to learn how to not get shafted by people. And uh, yes, uh, it is critical. Now, this is also, I don't want to preach too much, but this is also why I strongly recommend that a load board don't make up more than 5 or 10% of your work. And people tell me I'm crazy. That's Good impossible. Point. But Good point. We, we ran a fleet for 15 years and had 0% load board work. So it can be done. Um, yeah. but that point. said, this is, this is right now when everyone's desperate, desperate times are when fraud goes through the roof because, and the bottom line is if that offer on the load board is too good, it's too good to be true. It probably is. Brian, we know you have a tough connection and we've got an assignment for next week. If we lose you. We will just say goodbye and thank you. Thanks for jumping in the live chat, Carlos. 
we realize that you know what we're doing here monthly on Wednesdays it is right it's like wow because we've had some really great shows with some gr really great questions but um, we don't we're not looking to just do the same old same old is this you know how many miles can I drive without doing the ELD we can talk about that too Brian is an expert and he can provide opinions and advice offline here but if you have a legal question you are encouraged to consult a lawyer or a higher professional expert such as Brian and I'm going to put Brian's information Brian can you still hear me yes I can Jay I'm back All right, cool I'm going to share your contact information in case somebody wants to get a hold of you uh, on air at yourdotguy.com Brian will reply to your questions when he has time and I, I love that we you know that's what's cool that's what i like about this platform what we just did we had not talked about this at all and we now have a new mm -hmm. we just gave ourselves a new homework assignment yes and this is critical and this is a compliance issue it's not a compliance area that people don't think about often but there are rules that govern the transactions between shippers and brokers and brokers and carriers and this is a compliance issue exactly it's a compliance issue perfect okay so let's do this let's end the show now i'll work on uh, our homework see if we can get that going for july 12th and july 12th is on the calendar i'll make sure that i also put it officially on both of our calendars and um thank you man thanks for your time today and i'm kind of excited to see yeah. if we can get something going here you're welcome, and um, I am connected with Cassandra on LinkedIn as well, so you uh, you could always tag me in that as well when you contact her so she knows who the other party I'll is. I'll tell you what, that's a great idea. I'll start a group with the three of us so we all know what was said. Yes. Perfect. Yes, right. and, that, uh, that'll help, because I don't know her, and yeah, I just... I think yeah, she I, 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 only, I only know her by reputation and from watching her Mad Gains live show, so... Right. Okay. Well... Fingers crossed we get something moving, and um, and thank you, man. I'll see you next month. Yes, sir. Thank you, All Jay. Right. All right, stay safe. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, mm -hmm. everybody, bye -bye. for tuning in. We'll see you later. Take care. We'll see you in a month.